Welcome to Be The Light Podcast. This podcast is about building a momentum of positive change and healing in you by shining the light on teachers and the wisdom they have to share with us to help us to remember our inner light and to continue to grow. I'm your host, Maria Kammerer. Thanks for joining me today. Our guest today is Andrew Anders. He is the founder of Michigan Reiki LLC, and he offers regular Reiki training seminars and treatment sessions and weekly Reiki practice. He is also a very accomplished martial arts teacher and practitioner, and he lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Andrew's approach emphasizes historical Japanese-American Reiki methods and practical treatment processes for modern healthcare environments. Andrew is a dear friend of mine, and I'm so glad to have him with us today. I hope you enjoy this podcast. So the, the podcast is really about kind of we're shining the light or sharing from different practitioners kind of what their practice is and how we all find happiness. Hmm. And the point is, is to really in, to help people find teachers or a practice that can help them to cultivate their own happiness and healing. Sure. So, you know, we just have a conversation and about things that you love, right? Mm-hmm. That make you happy. Sure. That sounds good. <laughs> You're like, Bring okay. It. <laughs> okay. So, um, and you just you just gave a talk, didn't you, on uh, health and happiness and Reiki Roho? Mm-hmm. How did that talk go? It was interesting. Uh, two of my former students from WCC, Sharon Williams and, come on, my brain's foggy tonight. That's okay. I forgot the other one, the lady, uh, which, if she sees this later, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh... That's all right. She'll understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, even then, I was just doing a mile, million miles a minute. Uh, I went to Monroe, Michigan, mm. and I had no idea that I was the keynote. So oh. I was the only speaker that night. And I had a little bit over an hour to kind of just share Reiki with the community of people who mm. were just trying to explore health and wellness. Mm. So they weren't necessarily in-depth practitioners or anything Great. like that. They just... And the uh, crowd was a little more uh, rural and a little mm. bit more uh, older. Oh, I so see. So cool. they may not have been exposed to a lot of the modern jargon about stuff. You Interesting. Know? So I couched the system as I practiced it in two ways. One, I kind of make, I try to make it as light on jargon as possible, which mm-hmm. is always nice. It is. Because it brings it down to earth. Mm-hmm. But also use... Uh, things that they may have been familiar with. Mm. The focus of the talk was the role of the mind mm. in the health of the body. Oh, wonderful. Inviting health and happiness through Reiki, but specifically understanding how the mental state directly affects the physical state. Mm. For example, in the Reiki system, we have five guiding precepts. Mm-hmm. The first one, uh, ikaruna, do not anger or anger not. And in my lineage of uh, Suishiki Reiki Roho, we start the hands-on on the body, the teate, the hands-on mm-hmm. treatment, over the right side, mm-hmm. right side of the body, covering the liver and the gallbladder. Mm-hmm. And there's a connection. Right. The liver and the gallbladder are typically affected when the mind holds excessive anger. Interesting. The second precept, do not worry. Mm. The second hand position in his lineage slides over to the other side of the body to cover the spleen and the stomach. Excessive thinking and pensiveness, worry, directly affect those organs. So Mm. there's a clear connection between precepts, the hands-on healing, and just the principles, and how they fit in the mind and body. Mm. And I just kind of try to make more connections along that, you know. And no, that's the, really insightful, though. But that's mm-hmm. because it's based on Chinese medicine, or it has a history. There's, there's... Some interwoven yes. history there. There's some general models in uh, East Asian medical theory that 
I think you'll find in Korea, you'll find mm. in Chinese medicine, you'll find in Japan. But the interesting thing is those are not monoliths. Mm. So different Chinese doctors, Korean doctors, traditional Japanese doctors will have different perspectives. Right. You know, what's fire in one system can be water in the next. Mm -hmm. Needles do different things. So Completely. It's, 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 a, it's a system that's kind of been... Um, it's really old, but yes. it has like mm -hmm. in, for example, in acupuncture, there's many different patterns that the bot that they use mm -hmm. to kind of f diagnose or figure it out. Yes, the patterns actually do not connect. Yes, well, you know, the, the system. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So what you're thinking about is connecting these separate parts of the system of Reiki. Yes. And that's that's really wonderful. It just shows that the. The system as it was passed down had a lot of thought put into it. Mm. And our lack of understanding as, you know, five generations removed from Masui or more, we may not have that insight. And mm. so we may not understand how important it is to keep those principles because why? We don't understand. Mm. And through in-depth practice, you can begin to connect the dots but it has to be through practice and experience, not just uh, supposition and intellectual stuff. That so, comes later. So not just through reading a book or no. learning it. Even, no. yeah, exactly. It's, it cannot be separate from who you are and your own development. Books are nice, but you, don't, are nice. you don't cook from a cookbook. You don't eat from a cookbook. You don't mm -hmm. learn how to fight from watching or reading a book. You, you have to go and do it. Yeah, so. you have to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. The talk went really well, though. We, we emphasized that, and the crowd was curious about the precepts a bit more, and did a quick demonstration, but the time was pretty quick, so I always have a lot to say. <laughs> we had to end it somewhere, and uh, I just told them to just do a few belly breaths, just to kind of uh. get an understanding of meditation and how Reiki can be viewed as a healing regimen, mm -hmm. you know, yojo. That's the term in Japan. Uh, and they enjoyed it. Good. They enjoyed it. It was good. some good positive feedback. I, I do have video. They had, they had me on public access TV. I no was like, way. It's a little <laughs> much. Know. You know, put the microphone on. And the, uh, uh, you know. I'm sure it was great. The show was called Off Your Rocker. <laughs> yeah. How did you yeah. get on that? I, I don't know. I was like... You can't plan this stuff. No, right? you can't. You can't just roll <laughs> Off your with rocker. it. Yeah. So. I love that. So, how did you explain Reiki to them? I mean, what did you say? Like, you know, like if you, to someone who's never experienced it before, Reiki's many things. Mm. I feel like I've had phases in my years of training where I was like, Reiki is this. Yeah. Reiki is that. Yes. And then as I continue practicing, I'm like, oh, not really. You know, it's more. It's it more. is this and that, but also more. I have, sitting here today, I have a definition of the system. Because mm. I went into the kanji behind the concept of Reiki. Okay. But I really wanted to emphasize the system. And so far, I feel like the system can be understood in three ways. Okay. It can be understood as a healing technique. Mm -hmm. It can be understood as a health cultivation and preservation regimen, yojo mm -hmm. once again. Mm. Uh, so you have ryoho, which is his technique. Right. Yojo, which is regiment, and uh, shugyo, or spiritual, it, spiritual, intense spiritual practice, spiritual mm. discipline. Mm. I and like that. It can be all three. Yeah. You know, when I was definitely really in the early days, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's kind of like a healing thing in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Then I understood it to be a very deep spiritual practice. And then I realized to get any of the benefits of the system, you have to maintain some momentum. Mm. And that's through the daily regimen. Yeah, agreed. How you put that so wonderfully. Actually, I, I'm, I'm gonna really think about that. Can you, I almost like say it again? <laughs> <laughs> so a physical healing practice. Yes. It's good for our aches and pains, or for our body, or for our body to come back into balance. Yes. It's good for our spiritual, and you said intense spiritual development. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's and a I agree. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. So, spiritual practice as in developing your. Just being honest. Mm. Being honest. I think the, there's something in the precepts that 
the precepts are in a way all expressions of a Buddhist term ahimsa, mm. which is uh, non-harming. I see. And it's kind of like non-harming with two views, non-harming yourself. Right. Excessive anger and worry are just ways for you to uh, deteriorate your own mental and physical state. Mm. So don't. Right. Having gratitude, working hard, that's addressing the social situation. Mm. So you don't bring burden or disruption to your inner, your, your inner circle. Mm. And then you expand that by having compassion and kindness to all beings. Mm. So it's all about non-harming. And non-harming is one way of saying compassion mm. or, or just embodying love. So all three of those can be understood as that. And mm. I, feel, I really feel like when you look at it in the spiritual sense, mm. we're emphasizing that perspective. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lifestyle at that point. Right. So. Right. It's not just something that we do for 10 minutes a day mm -hmm. or five minutes a day. It can start there. Mm -hmm. You practice Reiki for hands-on healing for yourself or maybe mm -hmm. sit in meditation. And then it grows to be a more compassionate life. Yes. Do you think that's true? I believe that's true. But I don't believe that the limitation with our language is that we speak and think very linear. Right. And it's very circular. It's very much like a spiral. Mm. You do not lose your techniques. No. But you grow past them. But you mm. maintain your techniques. You mm. maintain the utility of mm -hmm. if I have a tummy ache or TMJ mm -hmm. or sciatic, there are techniques in Reiki that will directly address that. And they work. They do. Yeah. And then in addition, you living those precepts addresses so much more it addresses mm. what the palms can't do right you know like really affecting the space around you without you having to pat down the world mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah yeah and then to become efficient at any of it needs to be done often mm -hmm. so it's like they all need they're, they're all important mm, they're, it they're is. all vital it is important yeah that's when the yeah. system, to me, I get excited because it comes alive. <laughs> it has so much uh, value to it. Yeah. Or it, it can be used in so many different ways. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and the more that you directly experience it for yourself, so the more you practice, mm -hmm. I think the, um, the, then you see all those many ways. Yes. Right? Yes. From, because you feel better. Mm -hmm. Your body feels better. Your mind is clear. Those around you feel better. Right. Because you're not adding any harm, like you exactly. said, to the people around you. In a way, it's like saying, if I feel good, then other people feel good around me. Right? Mm -hmm. It's simple like that. It goes... But it, also deeper than that, right? It's very fundamental, very simple, but very deep. Mm -hmm. In that no action is independent of itself. Mm. So when you show yourself compassion, it just bleeds out. It's like when you fill your bowl, and that's what daily practice does, mm. you fill your bowl with love. Yeah. Eventually you overflow. Mm -hmm. And then everybody else starts catching it. And then everybody else starts catching it. Right. And so you just overflow like you're a waterfall <laughs> and you just keep your bowl filled. And Yes, yeah, so needed in yeah. this world actually. Yeah. So needed. Yeah. Should all be, all be overflowing bowls of compassion. <laughs> oh, well, you know, life happens. <laughs> Better than fruity pebbles or <laughs> tricks or frigates. <laughs> 13 years of practice and I still get angry. I still get worried. So yeah. there's, there's holes in the bowl. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that that's life. Yeah. But yeah. That, that I actually think, you know, that's, what, that's the mistake is that sometimes people think, oh, I have to be perfect mm -hmm. or I'm, I never have to be, you know, angry again or, you know, but it's not that you hide from your anger, but that you actually can feel it at the time that it happens. And make a choice. Yeah, and make a choice, yeah. a compassionate action mm -hmm. from there without mm -hmm. being controlled by your anger. It's the, it's, right? it's habit energy. You you, yeah. you, you recognize the way your mind works, and rather than be a victim to its actions and reactions, mm. you have a choice. 
Right. You can be proactive about it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And that makes a huge difference. Oh, yes. A huge difference in your life. So it's not saying... I'll never anger again. No, it's to, no. Right. You have I, a choice then because your mind has so much more space. I actually want to yeah. address that a little bit. Mm. You, you mentioned something about uh, it being, uh, we're all human. Mm. I think that's very important with a system like this. Mm. You know, 50, 100 years from now, some of us may not remember the human aspects of us, mm. uh, of the practitioners. So I really want to emphasize that anything that you may understand Reiki can do, we mm-hmm. can all do. It's not like anyone has to be special. Mm. You know, we're all in it. We all have the ability to do it. It just takes practice. Yeah, and, and then that's the only thing it takes, actually. Yes, that, that needs to be emphasized. Because I've, I've in point. my years, oh, well, you're special. You're a different Reiki mm-hmm. practitioner. No, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. There's mm-hmm. nothing I'm doing that you can't. That's true, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, think about how many Reiki practitioners we've met mm-hmm. in, in, you know, in our practice. And, I mean, so many varieties of people. Yes. I mean, yes. nobody's the same. No. Everybody no. has their own way. But the, the one thing that you do see is when people really start to develop, mm-hmm. it's when they start to choose themselves more by supporting themselves mm-hmm. with their practice yes by having a dedicated daily something mm-hmm. whatever the practice looks like because it can change I think but it's a regimen but it's a regular yeah yes. yeah and I think mm-hmm. that builds strength it builds your f- flow of energy mm-hmm. your chi mm-hmm. or whatever your key um, and it also it's like it's not linear like you said not getting to the end of it or the top of the mountain no it's actually this ongoing journey that it's because we go through life mm-hmm. right we don't live in a cave no like we said we're no. in the modern world no this spiritual going through stoplights and like <laughs> yeah getting cut off all that you know and there. so that's a messy so i think we can always pick up more worries if we're not if our practice isn't strong, mm-hmm. there's always other things you can get mad about. There's a story. You know? Yeah. There's a story from the Buddha where uh, there was a, a person who wanted to remove all the, the poisons and intoxicants and dirtiness and just wanted mm. to be clean at all times. Mm. And the Buddha said, okay, well, take this white cloth and use it every single day to wipe it off. Mm. And just to prove that no matter what you do, you get dirty in this world. Mm. You know, that was a horrible paraphrase, but I pretty much delivered the point that (laughs) as long as you're here, you're going to get your hands dirty. Yeah. You know, and this system specifically from Asui was meant to get your hands dirty. As soon as he did it, he went to go help people in the Kanto earthquake, like 1923. This was meant for the common folk, mm-hmm. and the common folk benefit from it because we need it. It's yeah. not like we live the secluded lives on the mountains. Right. It comes from the mountains, but it's for those of us that aren't on it. Mm. So yeah. working every day. Yes. Taking yes. care of your family. I think that's yes. such a great point. Yeah. I was just talking about that with someone else about being a householder. Yes. Versus a monastic. Yes. And the difference of the life. Um, because, and not that there's anything wrong with either one, but it's a different challenge, isn't yes. it? It's more challenging mm. to enter the stream as a householder, but it is possible. It's always been possible. Yeah. It's just a different way. Yeah. And it's not to say the monastic life is easy. I've talked no, to enough no, monastics I'm and sure I even looked not. at it myself, but no, I think the, the, the world needs a little bit more on this side, you mm. know, and mm. monastics... And, and bhikkhus and bhikkhunis need their respect too. Totally. Support too. Totally. But um, lay life, householder life can be very virtuous. Mm. And we have enough to worry about. Yeah. You know? so. yeah, so to have a way to cultivate your um, your happiness or your reiki or, you know, is, is really empowering. Yes. I think. Yes. Because then, because even I remember my first reiki class I took, Man, that was a long time ago, but it made such a huge impact on me. Like, I was like, wow, I feel really good. 
Mm-hmm. And I had like forgotten that feeling of, wow, I feel really good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was mm-hmm. such a, at that time, such a rare occurrence in my life. Mm-hmm. Like the best day ever. I just felt so full of energy and purpose. I don't know. I don't know. You know, do you remember it? I remember the my first, class. first Reiki class and I had, I've had meditation. Yeah. I've had, I've yeah. had experiences, but there was something very unique mm. about how I felt after my first initiation that was very real. Yeah. You know, I've thought about, you know, all these other new agey things and mm-hmm. had some lips and dabs of experiences. But this was an extremely real phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I felt so deeply connected with nature. Mm. I don't want to get into specifics because I don't want sure. people to chase all that stuff. But sure. it was life changing because I knew that that was very real. Whereas mm. other, other things I've done were like, oh, OK, you know, we were just doing parlor tricks. Right. I and I was that. like, no, this is this is something to. There's something here to look into a little deeper, mm. and I just kept digging, and yeah. I'm still digging, and I'm right. doing a lot of digging, and I need to, I need more than a shovel, but <laughs> I still come back to how real it is. Yeah, it's very. And I think I had kind of had. I'm glad you shared that. Thank you, because mm-hmm. that's I think what was really great is that I went home and I loved my family so much more. Yes. Yes. Because oh, man. I yeah. just kind of like softened all of that busyness, like busy, mm-hmm. busy, busy, worried, 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 angry, angry. You know, it's like so compact and you just carry so much stuff. You don't even know you're carrying it till it's gone. Exactly. Exactly. And I left that class like so full of like, I love everybody. I was like, mwah, mwah, try this Reiki stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> come here, come here. You know? Yeah. So I felt so good. Like we were talking about earlier, you know. I was still an awkward teenager mm. in my first class. I was 17. Oh, my gosh. And when you were so, 17, you took a Reiki class? Mm-hmm. You're a lucky man. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am very lucky, actually. Uh, and being 17 and socially awkward, I was in a room full of strangers sitting on the oh, couch sure. and doing all this hippie guided meditation. I'm just like, <laughs> um, I don't know about this. <laughs> But something just kept me there. And then I had that initiation and mm-hmm. I just had a moment to, to, to digest. And then I surprised myself because I, without knowing, had such a deep connection to everybody. Not, not anything heady connection. I mean, mm-hmm. I legit looked around the room and everybody felt like my sibling, mm-hmm. like family. Mm-hmm. Just, exactly. just like... How did you just become, how did you get in that slot? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. were over here, I was over here, mm-hmm. now we're like, how did, mm-hmm. and it was like before and after, very clear, wow. very stark difference. I'm like, no, wow. something happened here. <laughs> we got to figure this out. <laughs> it was very wholesome. I wasn't concerned. I was still no. just like, no. huh? You yeah. can do that? There's a love switch? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not that low switch, but you know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) no, that you can become really close to people in a very natural way Mm -hmm. of, oh, there really is less separation between me and you. Yeah. And if suddenly you feel comfortable and relaxed around strangers, Mm -hmm. and that's a big deal, actually, because so many people actually, I mean, have stress in social situations Mm or are the inability to connect with people and... And so suddenly you're a little more free mm-hmm. in that room of strangers. Come yes. so you let your you guard just down. notice. Oh my gosh, how wonderful they are! Right? Well, it's not that you let your guard down. You realize you don't need a guard. Yeah, that's... you have that clarity, but it's like no, we we in this together. You know. Wow. So that's great. So, how did you get to that class when you were just so long? <laughs> What brought you there? Because that's at a really young age to... I'm just curious. Were you already doing martial arts or...? I think my Reiki journey and martial arts journey started about the same time. Okay. About the same time. Fascinating. Within the same year, definitely. If I forgot which month. That's okay. Which one came first. Um, There were... 
a number of factors that led me to that moment mm. outside of just good karma. Right. Uh, luck. Yeah, luck. Um, for one, I had just been independently interested in things like Reiki. Mm, mm, you know, sure. uh, just... Like you said, it, you were dabbling in things. Well, honestly, here was one pivotal moment that just start, just just generated my interest in things that were intangible but real. My brother and I grew up watching all sorts of martial arts things. <laughs> you know, we watched the Ninja Turtles. I can recite the entire movie. Greatest thing ever. Me and my brother would always watch a Kung Fu flick. And as soon as the credits I roll, love Kung Fu. we would turn, look at each other and start beating the crap out of each other and like <laughs> destroying stuff. Mom and Dad hated it. So we took it outside. Smart. Um, a little, a little late, but yeah. <laughs> After something was broken. Yeah, yeah. And so a uh, natural um, uh, extension of that was we would watch Dragon Ball together. Mm. Just like at the dinner tonight. Dragon <laughs> so Ball Z, actually. Because we were just watching it, and they're over here shooting giant key ball, Kamehameha, stuff like that. And I'm just like, just fascinated because I grew up on Tom and Jerry. Those cartoons oh, are boring. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Elmer Fudd. I'm like, all mm-hmm. right. But I see these, you know, Japanese cats kicking each other and flying and blowing stuff up. I'm like, I will watch this. Yes. You know, I was, yes. what, six, 15, very funny. 16. They're yeah, very funny. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it was interesting. That's what I, that's honestly what got me into Japanese culture. Because oh I knew gosh. that the English translations were terrible. They were terrible so when i watch the same episodes on the international channel i'm like this is really different i need to learn what they're saying you know because they cleaned it up and changed it too much anyway oh my gosh uh, it kind of opened my my mind to just the possibility of you know that there's just something fun about it yeah so i would look online and read all kind of stuff about you know the the philosophies that may have influenced Dragon Ball and whatnot. Mm. And that was just my own personal curiosity. Yeah. Then the other deep motivation was my mother's health. Mm. My mother did not have good health. Mm. Uh, and it was a motivating factor because our doctors could not address her pain. Mm. She had so many health issues. Wow. It was unfortunately a regular occurrence to be in a hospital. You know, because wow. she had epilepsy, fibromyalgia. She had a host of issues from a very difficult life. Mm. And I was frustrated because she could not find relief from her suffering. So I was like, let me just take it into my own hands. Little did I know, literally. Right, But right. try to address this. Wow, Andrew. One of the biggest uh, moments was when I found a book about healing modalities. Mm. And Reiki was like the first chapter. It was like uh, healing. I forgot what it was called. I have the book at home, though. Um, That's great. And it was like five different modalities. And Reiki was first. I'm like, well, let me just do Reiki first. I'll learn this one. I'll learn this one. And I keep joking. Like, I never got past Reiki. I'm just slow. But, um... Thank goodness it was the first chapter. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be doing some We would never be sitting here. Exactly. And so I remember asking the guy who was, I found a Reiki website, and I was like, can you train me? I'm broke. I have no money, but this stuff's expensive, but I need it for my mom. And he's like, I'm sorry. No, I can't do it. Oh, really? And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll get a job, you know? So I went and got a job and paid for my first Reiki class myself. Nice. Mom and dad drove me to the place before, because they were like, I don't know about this stuff, Andrew. I don't yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah. And then we got there, and it just didn't look like it was supposed to look. And they're like, are mm-hmm. you sure? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all right, you, you can handle yourself, you know. And so they brought me back the next day, and that's when I learned. Um, but a combination of an interest in Japanese culture, mm. a little bit of fun with my brother. Like, we legit learned about key from just a little bit of a mm. experiment. Cool. Yeah, we just kind of like punched each other. Like, oh, that's different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then... uh Punched harder. Yeah, yeah, it hurt. It was like you hit somebody and you hit someone with intention. I'm like, whoa, I I felt that. (laughs) You know. In your kidney. Yeah, big, big, big surprise. Um, It's good to experiment, though. Because then you directly... Yeah, right? yeah, you I think some, in a way. It, I mean, it just wasn't one of those, hmm, there might be something here. Mm-hmm. And I keep having that. All these years later, hmm, there might be something here. Mm. Um, unfortunately, my mom wasn't too open to the healing session. 
it was one of those, well, I support you because I love you, but I have no idea what this is. I don't feel right. comfortable with it. Right. Or, or not that she was even uncomfortable with it, but she just kind of always said, not now, not now. Yeah. Uh, about four years later, she passed. Mm. And it kind of gave me that final push because it, it, it really made me upset. Not that she passed. I mean, obviously that was horrible, but that she yeah. suffered so much. Yeah. And so I kind of just resolved in that moment that we don't always have to suffer that hard. I know. We you don't. Know? So if I could bring a little bit of happiness in this world in her honor or just, you know, acknowledging that, I think I did all right. Yeah. You know, I think You've that, done that a great job. Just, so that's still a, a... And I've had other similar life experiences, but I just keep seeing that there's a lot of dukkha, a lot of suffering, and mm. let's try to let's try to help that out a little bit. Yeah. And so, Reiki gave me a concrete system to do that, which had always been in my heart. Yeah. And so, and I keep finding that I can do it with this system, so I stick with it. It works. So, yeah. When it, if it works, then yeah, keep going, right? If it's resonating with you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a the beautiful full, story. That's the full wow. answer because I usually get people like one piece because <laughs> it's just so random and it's like. I've never heard that whole story. Yeah. I'm so glad you shared it with me. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. I mean, you're 17, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and you're just following the breadcrumbs and how wonderful that it led you to what you're, you're still practicing today. And mm-hmm. so, do you feel like, you know, or what are ways that Reiki's really kind of benefited you personally. <laughs> oh my goodness. Even I mean, you know, could be today or last year or doesn't matter. It really like, Go ahead. Yeah, like a concrete things you've seen in yourself. Sorry, Reiki's not really concrete, is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was gonna you know? I was gonna take a different answer, no, a different approach for, to the answer. I was gonna it. just say that like had it not been for that system and my curiosity about it, yeah, I wouldn't have the life that I have. I have a very right. full life because I'm sitting here with you. I've been to Japan. <laughs> I've met, you know, Mitsunaga. <laughs> like wow. all these things were just because of the system. So I've had a it's very true, colorful, right? decorated life tracking these things down, meeting these people, having access to Takata's diaries. Mm. I saw her scrolls from Hayashi. Like, I've seen some stuff. And it's wow. just like, whoa. And that, that, wow. that's, that's special. I'm, I'm, I've gotten a lot of life growth from mm. just learning, practicing, and pursuing this system. Mm. Uh, on a more personal note, I found that just due to a lot of reasons, being a decent person isn't emphasized mm. in in the environment mm. that I grew up in. I see. My mother and father did a really good job, not so much making us pious, but keeping us away mm. from a lot of things that could, sure. could be difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reiki kind of also gave me a sense of uh, direction in that way. You know, mm-hmm. I can continue just being a certain way or I could make a difference with, yeah. with being a bit more uh, harmless. Yeah. You know, being That's harm- a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of made me mature in a way really quickly. Mm. You know, mm. and... Mm. that's big interestingly enough one other concrete one Mm. after my first experience slash initiation it changed my diet really yeah that's that's something that once again I found I usually don't share that Mm. because I don't ever hear anyone bring that up Mm. and so when people ask why I'm vegetarian I just give them all sorts of quick answers like oh I'm Buddhist or something just because I don't want to go into not because I don't want to go into the truth, but because it's just a long answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, lo and behold, I'm looking into Kata's stuff. She said the same thing. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy then. Mm. You know, but this, this was never 
you know, taught to the fourth, fifth generation Reiki teachers. They sure. just kind of just stayed with her. But there were some things that physically directly changed in me after mm. being put in the system. So you couldn't eat, you stopped eating meat then? Yeah, it just didn't work. It just didn't feel good for you? No, no. Wow. And yeah. th this is an example of something that you don't necessarily, you might want to edit that out actually. No, this is okay. yeah. not something that yeah. happens to everyone. No, it doesn't. So it can be easily misinterpreted like, well, you should or shouldn't be yeah, this or that. Yeah, that's true, that's true. And so, no. That can, be, that can be anything. Anybody can use that. Yeah. Use yeah, that at, yeah. at any circumstance to use it as a club to hit somebody else yeah. over. Whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. So many, I mean, we have rules for a reason. Mm -hmm. But it's like you pointed, we talked about earlier, it's so good to be flexible and aware of what is the conditions around, whatever is our state of being, mm -hmm. and what mm -hmm. is the right thing What's to your do or not. Because, yeah. like we know, there's so many ways. <laughs> To practice it depends on like mm -hmm. I practice different than you in a way. Yes, but yes. both of us are serious practitioners mm -hmm. who study the system and the precepts and try to live the life of. Yeah. I don't want to say like the Reiki life, but it's <laughs> <laughs> like such. A, but you know life. what I mean, yeah, like the following life. the precepts yeah, of yeah. right compassionate life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. so of course you don't want people to think. Don't if you're doing Reiki, that, yeah, be this or you that. have to be a vegetarian because that's not true. No, that's my expression. Right. I'm sharing that. Right. Your it's mileage okay. may vary. Disclaimer. Yeah. And that's, you know, exactly. But I, you know, it's good to hear what your perspective is mm -hmm. because it can enrich other people's lives as well. I think that's the, the thing that made me say that mm. because there might be somebody else like, how in the what? Why? Right. Because I had no clue. Right. Then I found out that it wasn't necessarily random. Ah. And so for anybody else who might have had a similar reaction, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what did, what was the takeaway besides that being vegetarian is okay from, <laughs> I'm just kidding, from Takata's like diaries uh. and... I'm still digesting. You're still that. digesting. Okay, Man. not ready to share. Well, well I, maybe we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah, I can say this much. Just a little. Yeah, the system has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. And not in the time we think. Mm. The system, I think, was very consistent between when Asui put it together in the 1920s. Mm -hmm to maybe 1950s mm. through him, Hayashi, and Takata. There were techniques in the system that I don't think she started to teach or were, were looking to teach in the 70s mm. because her body got old. I see. You know, and there was a lot more to the system. Mm. Um, and the 10 years that she was teaching all the mainland Americas, because she was teaching Hawaiian the entire time. Right. She taught what she thought would really fit Mm -hmm. And so each of her 21, 22 masters got something different because she right. had to teach to the student. And despite her doing that, it was remarkably consistent. Mm -hmm. I have to say, it's no different than when I teach my Taekwondo students. I can see what they can't. Mm -hmm. And so if I say, you need to step longer mm -hmm. and you need to step shorter... If you take me out of the context, everyone will say, well, no, you should always step longer. You should always step shorter. No, you needed this. You needed this so you can get the same thing. Sure. But without that context, people start to think that the teachings are different. Right, right, right. And of course. Um, when... But that's a very Japanese thing to do too, as well, right? You teach to you the student. You teach to the student, yeah, that's which is great, actually. That's part of the system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When there's, in this precept, Shofuku no Hiho. Hiho meaning secret method. The secret method to inviting happiness. That means it's a mikyo practice, an esoteric practice, a teacher-student practice. Mm -hmm. And so context is key. Mm. That's all. Mm. Context is very key in the system. Mm. Um, her teachings changed a lot in the 80s. Mm. When she died in the 80s, a lot of people saw a very valuable system and wanted to make it their own. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the system 
as we understand it today, comes from the 80s after she died. Mm. Well, that but makes sense. If you mm -hmm. look at her early student, all her early student teachers, sure. and their books, it's remarkably consistent. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, what that means now, there are techniques that I learned back in 2005, 2009, that I set down because I had not fully appreciated the depth of the mm, teachings mm. and now I feel especially motivated to not only pick them up but teach them because mm. they might be lost in 20 years oh fascinating you know something like the nerve stroke mm -hmm. and the blood exchange mm -hmm. no one teaches that anymore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how many people teach the habit treatment technique mm -hmm. not really right and those are not only very important practices to make a full treatment mm. but they're very effective mm. yeah yeah, I could see that. The thing I, it, that's interesting because um, I think also in I think in the interest of bringing Reiki back to its roots, mm -hmm. um, things also of course keep getting transformed too. So what to leave behind, what yes. not to, um, and you could see how things can change, and that's. But I think also how people practice no matter what their lineage, it can still be pointing at the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know. I see it no different than martial arts. Right. Martial arts... It just arts, has a different... It, it's a different context. Speaking for people who don't know about Reiki as much, speaking of different hand position, t position techniques during treatments. Yes, You yes. know, so kind of yeah. technical. For a martial artist, my teacher's teacher... Right said that a martial artist martial arts are mm. about healing and killing mm. you have to have the yin and the yang the fire and the uh, water most uh. of us only understand martial arts as punching people mm -hmm. but you have to understand the system so you can take it wow. apart and put it back together wow nice and i feel like people come to martial arts and pick what they want. Sure. So they might want their martial art to make them a better person. Mm. They might want their martial art to teach them how to go up inside somebody's head. Mm. They might want their martial art to be their sole income and run a business. Mm. They might want their martial art to help build their confidence. The tool is the tool, but people take what they mm. want out of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the same with Reiki. Mm -hmm. There's just a set method and system right but people want to emphasize it as a spiritual practice mm. a health regimen a healing technique i think it's all there yeah it if is. you look at karate you can fight you can theorize you can sit and meditate mm. mm -hmm. i'm a taekwondo and hapkido practitioner you can do a lot with the system mm. but the system's the system mm -hmm. you know and but you do it is helpful to know all the parts yeah. And that's really what you're saying is yes. it's helpful to know that it's a whole system. Yeah. It's not just for the body. Of course. And it, and it although it benefits the body greatly, mm -hmm. you know, it's not just for the mind or just for your spiritual development. Mm -mm. It's, it's like someone said to me, a client or you know, a potential client was like, I don't really need any spiritual help right now, but my body aches. <laughs> like, yes. Perfect. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's so connected anyway, but yeah, of course, you know, my back hurts. I don't really need any, like, <laughs> I, I hear that. cultivating yeah. happiness or, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. inner peace. It's just funny. The thing is, in Asia, they don't have such a distinction. Yeah. You know, the body, the body and the mind, mind are so close. We decided to split them up in the West. Totally. And in, in the modern system. We too. had to separate the body from the rest of us. Yeah. As if this is just a temporary thing. But the body is actually so important. Yeah, they, they don't. It's so important. They sit on. In there. Yeah. 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 Really, really, really. It's kind of like yoga. Yeah. Yoga now means asana. But it. Yeah. But yoga is so much more. Yoga's a, a, totally. Yoga's, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. I feel like Reiki is the same thing. Mm. Is yoga not asana? No, asana is yoga. Right. And more. Way more. Right. Yeah. Same with Reiki. Of course. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, maybe we so. We're doing really good. So maybe we one one more last question because mm -hmm. you're really 
That's all. Uh, yeah. Are you feeling okay? Yeah, we got you. All right, good. I am awake. <laughs> Just not in my Like yet. 10 minutes or more, you're going to go to bed. Okay. So in the precepts, it says to invite health and happiness. Mm-hmm. Is there, um, do you feel like that is what Reiki is helping you to do? You said earlier, mm. it's in the precepts. Like, I'd like to go into more detail. For me to go into more I, detail? No, I would like okay. to. Just more context. A lot of times we understand the precepts. It's just for today. Do not anger. Mm-hmm. There's a full, yeah, fuller version. Shofuku no hiho, manbyo no leiaku, kyo dake wa ikaruna. Now in English. The secret method of inviting Fuku. Fuku means good luck. Many blessings and happiness. Uh, All of those at the same uh, time. I see. So, good luck. Takata would use Reiki outside of medical situations. If you just needed help in life, she mm-hmm. would have a way to work mm-hmm. with that. Man no reyaku. Reyaku means spiritual elixir. Mm. Elixir is a very important word because that means inner alchemy. That's some old school Taoist mm. practice. You have to do your internal practice. This system. The inner fire. Yes, the yes. The inner fire, yeah. A lot of people look at reyaku and just say medicine, spiritual mm. medicine. It's spiritual elixir, and that means a lot. Mm. Mam- That's totally different. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. it is. Mambyo means 10,000, but that was the highest number they had. I see. In the writing system. But it meant infinite. Okay. That basically means it's looking at imbalance at a level deeper than the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So spiritual right. elixir to get to the root of your illness, mm. the root of your I- issues. Kill dakewa, usually is translated just for today, can also be understood as for throughout the day. So it's a mindfulness oh, throughout practice. Throughout the day. I love that. Throughout the entire day. Right? Yeah. Anger not. Mm-hmm. Worry not. Have gratitude. Work hard. Be kind to all beings. Mm-hmm. Others too kindness have or be. Hitonishin mm-hmm. Satsuni. Every morning and evening. Kokoro, mm-hmm. <clears throat> your heart, in your heart. Ni nenji, so in your heart and mind, kuchini tanayo, say it out loud. So you have sanmitsu. You have your mind, body, and speech. You know? Yeah. You have the full esoteric yeah. practice right there. Shin shin kaizen, body, mind, oh sorry, mind, body, because the kanji mm, was separate. Mind, body, Bo- yeah, same. Mind, body, improvement. Mm. A series, spiritual essence mm. reiki spiritual essence method i see <clears throat> and his name or, or the chosa means founder mikao so that tells you a lot it tells you what the system is pointing at mm. what it's for how to do it in a mm. comprehensive way and that's pretty much what he left behind. That was the core of a system. That's the only thing, having been to so many teachers, right. that when I went to Japan was on his stone that I could recognize, his mm-hmm. memorial stone. Mm-hmm. They could have put all sorts of different meditations and chanting and sure. practice, but they put that up. You know, and by just being mindful of so true. the five precepts and having the context of what it's meant for and how to use it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've invited happiness. I've invited health. I, I feel stronger in my body. I have some clarity in my mind. Mm-hmm. But it must be done in a vigilant way. Yeah. When you do something every day, every morning and evening and throughout the day, it's very easy for it to get bland. So that's when I kind of rephrase or, or bring up again, spiritual practice has to be honest. Yeah. 
you have to look at yourself and say, am I, am I doing it or am I just phoning it in? Right. You know, right. and anything you do daily, you typically t- slide into phoning it mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very vigilant and cr- self-critical mm-hmm. to keep it, keep the fire going. Yeah, you have to notice, really, yes. mm-hmm. am, I, am I alive in this practice? Yeah. Or am I just waiting for the end of it? Yeah, right. yeah, I'm just going through the motions. Yeah. You have to be mindful of your mindfulness. Mind, it's so true. <laughs> mindful of your mindfulness. Yeah. This is what we're living. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sitting with me mm-hmm. and talking with me and sharing all of this. Um, such a good conversation. Yeah. So we're going to end with the bell again. That's okay. Cool. <laughs> Mindful of your mindfulness, mm-hmm. Andrew. Thank you for listening to our conversation with Andrew Anders today. If you want to find out more about Andrew, you can check him out at michiganreiki.org. He is a fantastic friend, teacher, and practitioner. Thank you so much, Andrew, for being the light in your life and sharing that with others. Thank you for listening to the Be The Light podcast and for shining your light into your life becoming part of this momentum of positive change and healing. I'm your host, Maria Kammerer. You can find out more about my work at attunecincinnati.com.